0: there before and it's, it's a like, philosophical whoa, problem. That yeah. The people time just, work seeing this. They don't know. See bad could I can we could have just like frozen in place and then hit like play and then hey we're back. Like nothing happened. Even though there are like these bottles teleportation of could have been responsible
1: It's <laughs> all sorts of things that you know like beyond. Yeah Bob Briar is making this point. He's like, Yeah, okay, yeah. Beyond the laws of physics. All right. Miracles and magic beyond the laws of physics like uh you you have to say that he's a philosophy guy Mm -hmm. you know but yeah it's like it's a it's a water running in that bathtub when you're not in there like (laughs) when you leave there bush used to talk about stuff like that all the time yeah like matter like how how do how does this bottle get here does it (laughs) is it here when we're not yeah are we here when it's not like yeah philosophical problems um, dude, one time we were top chatting right before he turned it back about Dr. McDougall. Mm-hmm. He played at my cousin's wedding, and I was drunk. I don't get drunk very often. It's a wedding, but it was a wedding, right? right? And mm-hmm. um, perfectly acceptable. And it was a dude. I had a great time. <laughs> and I because like like the acoustic refugees were playing right. there, and and like nobody was lit. Like everybody's just doing their own thing, and I'm like, I'm like right up there by the stage, like the only guy being like. Oh, yeah, like, dude, he was shredding <laughs> on my girl and, and I was just like, oh, man, like you were just killing this my girl right now, dude. Uh But that guy is a is a player and an acoustic player. Yeah, is always blowing yeah. me away.
0: Yeah. um uh, I mean, Andrew, Andrew McDougal and Aaron Page and myself, we used to play in, in a band. band. Yeah, okay. That okay. was called the concrete shoes. That's that was Dougal. He came up with the title. But, oh, yeah. we, do. but, but we used to use, like we used to practice at Dr. McDougal's like office. So we had access to like all the acoustic refugee material, like all their like equipment and stuff. So you know, I mean I'm playing my my squire strat like into like an actual fender tube amp. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Wow. You know, this is pretty cool. But man, that was that was fun. We we played a lot of like Weird stuff, but uh, the band broke up because of Halo when Halo came out. Did you play Halo? I I didn't really, but it's like uh, Aaron wanted to play it, and Andrew got kind of angry about it because, man, we gotta practice, you know. And it's like, dude, this game just came out, it's awesome, you know. (laughs) I never, like, I went over to someone's house for
1: like a dinner, it was like a doctor, yeah, locally, uh, that. His wife was like friends with Cora and their kid kid trained here. And um, he was like, what's up, dude? You want to play Halo? And and like, oh, dude, I don't even own a console. Yeah, right. Sure. And it's just such an awkward night, honestly, because I'm like, I I don't know what to do, dude. Like, I can't even make my guy move around. Like, it was just like, I never, uh, honestly, when I started training martial arts a ton, I traded all my consoles in for like private lessons, hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. Like I just was like, I don't have time for this. Right,
0: yeah. <sighs> Except um, for my Nintendo sixty four, was oh like, yeah, Ocarina the, the best, the best, sys- the best system ever. I mean, I I would agree. Favorite favorite game of all time is Perfect Dark. Okay, Love okay. I never game, got super into that, much. which is now being like rebooted on Xbox, whatever it is now. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm going to have to go buy one now just to play this game. (sighs) No, but that's cool. Do you remember the time at that we all met up. I mean, we were working at, I think we were both working at the coffee house at the time, but we went over to Dr. McDougall's office and had a bunch of people there playing guitar. And you had like 20 different people playing Smells Like Teen Spirit at the same time. Do you remember Ooh, I this? Don't, I don't remember. You were
1: there though. Okay, was I? Yeah. Was Barker one of the people playing? Remember I think so. The, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And that other guy that was always hanging out with Barker and they both knew Dylan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I yeah, think I do uh, remember. I want to say like uh, you were there, um, Stephen. Yeah, what was I don't remember what his last name was now. But he had like colored hair. He played like in a band. Uh I want to say they were called like random. Stephen Caden. Yes. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, Steven. Yeah, he, yeah. I want to say he was there too. Yeah, Steven and I grew
1: up together, uh-huh. man. He um like I lived here on Central Street, like right where the levee's at, right? Like right down from the courthouse and stuff. Then yeah. there was a house there, and then his parents owned two houses here yeah right and he lives he lives in one and they still live in the other right yeah (laughs) and we would jam over there yeah yeah Yeah,
0: i don't know i just have this recollection of like having a bunch of people over there but there were like 20 different people all plugged in to like because like once again it's like roll out the acoustic refugee stuff because they got all these amplifiers and stuff there but you had 20 people playing like the same riff at the same time it was incredible this nice. is like things that could have only happened in the early 2000s, you know?
1: <laughs> you know 03, 04, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, I was pegging stuff. Like last night we were watching something. Oh, Lord's a Dogtown. Uh-huh. And yep. I was like, this definitely came out when I was in high school. I'm going to say 05. Yeah. Yep. And then the guy that's in it, um, I can't remember his name. He's in like uh, Alpha Dog and End of the Wild. Hirsch, I think, is his last name. He's in all these movies. And he's in Girl Next Door. Okay. And um, I was like, Girl Next Door. I was in my yeah, 2004. Yeah. Right. You know, like, because that was like, as, I mean, like 10th through 12th grade is like a pivotal time, I think. It really was for us. Right. Absolutely. I, dude, some of these. Did you get your driver's license, like, as soon as you turned 16? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a thing anymore, dude. They're like, no. They, yeah. I got my permit, and I, I thought it just automatically made it able where I could just drive around if I wanted to. Like, like you, you know, you're supposed to be with an adult or whatever, but yeah. I I was like 15 years old and just cruising around, and I'm like, yeah, this, you know. Did you drive a Volvo? No. No? No, that, that was... was Dougal. Okay, well, yeah, Andrew Dougal did. did, and then me I drove. drove. I drove a Ranger, a Ford Ranger. Okay, okay. What did, which, uh, which which did Julie I drive? Oh! <sighs> I don't remember what Julie had, to be honest. I remember she went off to college, she had like a Pontiac Sunfire. I remember that. But before that, I don't remember.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Wilson drove a Volvo. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, right. then, and then he sold that Volvo to Misha mm-hmm. Apple. Right. Um, oh, there's someone else. I remember who started driving before anybody um, that I knew was Levi Gilbert.
0: Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and they wouldn't let him park. And so, like, he could drive in junior high because he had a hardship license. But they made him park at the field house. They wouldn't let him park at uh, the junior high school. It was weird. Because he was in ninth grade and he had a hardship. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I hadn't
0: seen that dude in forever. It's weird mentioning, like, all these people. Because it's like, yeah, I remember them. And I'm like, ah, they probably have no idea who I am. (laughs) You know, it's like, like, who's that guy? How does he know who I am? You know, it's like, well, it's probably because of Julie more than anything. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: it, it, it's kind of weird how we, um, I don't know, I feel like we're kind of, yeah, Julie, like connection, I graduated with her, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we worked at the coffee house together right. and right, uh, podcasted and you got a history degree and I have it too, so it's yeah. like all these other things uh, yeah. in addition to, but yeah, I mean, probably the same thing, because um, I was never like super tight friends with Michael Ward, mm-hmm. but josh um it's weird and the number of people that i was not friends with or like super close with when i was growing up that like know exactly what i do with my life right now it's kind of it's yeah odd. yeah you know, I'm, yeah it, and not like you know weird it's just it's weird i can't um i'm not like a celebrity but i can't go anywhere without seeing multiple people i know that want to like have conversations like so i usually just don't go anywhere like walmart any anywhere like that i can't go anywhere that's like people from the 350 person membership here at the gym but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but then outside of that like everybody on social media that like sees what we're doing with the gym it, it's kind of weird because i have no concept of what them and what they're doing a lot of times and they'll see me and be like yeah saw you doing this and i'm like yeah what have you been up to uh, this is a funny one. I would I went with one of our instructors to eat at those, uh-huh. which has new owners now. I'm very sad about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Dennis and Robert sold it after 18 years. Um, but it's still good. But I was in there and I was like so, saying the same line to like this guy. I'm like, dude, because he's like, man, anytime I need to a referral for somebody to sit you up, because you know everybody. I was like, dude, I, I can't keep up with all these people that know me. Yeah. I was like, I don't know that dude over there. And then the dude's like, Brian. Yeah. Ah! And I was like, I still had no idea who that was. <laughs> like, like, I don't know who it was. But they came over and like talking about recent stuff I'd been into and what are those things that did you, and I'm like,
0: dude, who are you? Yeah.
1: Now I've been able to, some of the incognito with like the kids, I only teach one kid's class. Like when I come in, like the other day, somebody was like asked me who I was and I was like, Oh yeah. Don't don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. It was like little Johnny's dad, you know, and, and they're like, Oh, who are you? And I was just like, Oh, I'm just on the place. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it it is um Cora takes the brunt of a lot of
0: that too. She has
1: a minimum of a hundred interactions a day. Wow. That's why it's kind of weird I because can't, I, could, I couldn't do that.
0: Like, like for real. Like yeah, the introvert dude. in me just couldn't do that.
1: You it'll know. turn you into an introvert
0: right yeah I, I just you know it's it's not like i don't want to you know I, it's not that i don't like you it's just like man i just like have my own bubble my own world that i kind mm-hmm. of inhabit, you know and no i'm uh,
1: i get back and forth on that like i don't really have like between the students here and the students at the university like i just teach adults here yeah in one kid's class but it's just like, it's not overload, but I don't want any unnecessary, like any unnecessary yeah, interactions online. I, I
0: understand that, yeah,
1: that, absolutely. Tell you, the thing, it's like not like social anxiety or anything, but the emails. Mm-hmm. Like, when well, I walked over to, to get these waters and, and lock up, like, two or three students today are like, I can't find anything in the online course. And I'm like, Screen- taking screenshots on my phone, <laughs> go yeah. here. You know, but it's... um always around this time like I started that class yesterday you will get an influx of students not knowing what's going on yeah you know just like uh oh, man, well, what's it and it when I'm on vacation sometimes it happens like I'll be just getting emails about this or that and it's like oh, like that's the sort of stuff that wears me out having to deal with things it's like well I got other stuff going on um but yeah, talking to the number of people Cordos a day, I would not want to do that. Yeah. I'm able to like the student interacts, like nobody really comes by my office, especially since the pandemic. That's why we're pushing for this reduction of office hours. Yeah. It's because literally we're just sitting in there. Like sometimes I take a nap. Like <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah. it's um it's just difficult to uh to interact with a hundred people a day. Yeah. And like I, dude, I don't know. A dozen of my students' names every semester. Mm -hmm. I learn about a dozen by the end, but between here and there, I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't even store that many names, right? I don't know, yeah, it's it's weird. That's the I'm so glad I'm sure. Um, people always, when they see me post about teaching, they uh, for some reason assume I'm like dealing with parents, which I don't because it's against the law. Some parents can sign a form, and they can be there during advising. But fortunately, um, I don't have to deal with parents teaching college, but I imagine, like, your wife does Mm parent-teacher conferences, little Johnny's failing, (laughs) whatever. But I feel like the interactions from high school, junior
0: high, are, like, way up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just – Got a notification on my phone a few minutes ago that this podcast is happening right now. So you think if I opened it up, it would like rip a hole in the time space continuum? Continuum, yes. I mean, there's only one way to find out. (laughs) I'm not willing to take that risk. We were talking about teleportation (laughs) earlier. We got we got some live viewers
1: here. So
0: yeah, you mean people are actually watching? I always
1: do get some viewers throughout the. uh, Oh. (laughs) <laughs> if I um that was extremely
0: here. awkward and cringy I'm sorry <laughs> you can um get
1: their comments too if we have oh, comments me. coming in I don't have any coming in but, no, but that's, last that's, one that's I got fine. some comments that's, and I didn't realize that they'd come in and I was like it was my <laughs> guest buddy and we were like talking about him yeah, earlier yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> so I think then your um your metalizer What's some oh, uh, new what's some new gear you know, that you
0: uh got? new new gear. I mean the the uh the guitar which I brought which uh Celeste Paul the epiphone but like I mean I'm mainly a pedal guy. That's that's what I do. Like pedals are cool. I don't know. Um the most recent ones I picked up other than the ones one that I showed you, which I guess is gonna need some repair work. <laughs> uh, have, i mean i was there fine. with that with that amp um uh, it, was okay. it was working one day it was working when you were in here yeah it's 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 all good um i picked up a uh i picked up a, a jhs twin 12 which we were talking about that earlier because it uses the red remote thing which is based off of the old uh 1950s 1960s silver tone amp it's like an amp in a box type pedal now silver tone was like your uh just cheap amplifier you bought through mm-hmm. the Sears catalog like way back when, and yeah, I've seen tons of those right, over the years. You know, and and uh, I mean, they used to be made out of subpar materials, and you could you could practically give them away at one point. But now they fetch hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars because of Jack White. Yeah, because you, know, you know, hey, those cool fuzz tones. You know, hey, he's playing these old Silvertone amps. You know, which he probably picked up for. $100 something like that but now they're like 10 times the value wow.
1: and there's are they more rare now or just so much of them out there
0: i i don't know i mean i've seen one in person once and it had a price tag of like a thousand dollars on it and it was a hidden cab so
1: hey what's up hold on <laughs> oh,
0: good,
1: we're, we're recording live here what are <laughs> you up to do? Oh, i can do that. <laughs> I, I can't really <laughs> I'll be right back. What do you have <clears throat> Dude. Classic
0: dad move. Nice.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, you know, dude they just show up? Like maybe they don't,
1: <laughs> but my dad's notorious about it. Um, just like I mean, losing Clarksville, you think that he'd be like, Hey, I'm coming to Russellville tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're a busy dude. So yeah. He likes showing up unannounced. Yeah. Which is fine, man. I, I like getting to see him. But um. uh no notification on my phone. I
0: would like to. Okay. Uh, but uh, back, back to kind of what we were talking about. Um, did, uh, another pedal I picked up was... I like JS, JHS pedals. I think they're great. Uh, I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm like, how many do you have? I have at least two. Uh, I just have the switchback <clears> and <throat> the button, and
1: I have not bought... There's only one pedal I haven't bought that I'm wanting, and it's the... Uh, isn't it? Oh, that phaser I was talking to you about is not a JHS.
0: Oh, uh, uh DOD. No, it's no? like a little orange stomp box. Oh, uh, is it just like your your it's classic Van Amix, Halen MXR? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. XR, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Phase, well, it's, it'd be like a phase 90.
1: Yeah, was. exactly. Right? That's I I was saying about that. I need to go ahead because
0: I have a DOD phase, it's a blue pedal, it looks old, like 70s retro type thing. It's really good. I like it. It mm. reminds me kind of more of a unified. Does an actual phaser though, but um, now JHS, another pedal I got, it's called the Lucky Cat, it's a digital delay, it's pretty cool, but um, other than that, yeah, it's just the the guitar, the the less ball. What um, color did
1: you say that was again? Uh,
0: faded uh, Pelham Blue, I think is what, what it's called. I uh, uh I really uh, dig that color, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a pretty cool guitar, uh, that I'm, I'm still like, kind of like, man, I passed up on a, a strat you know, for that. But I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I, I dig Fender guitars. I like Stratocasters and Telecasters, Jagmaster, or, or Jaguar Jag- Jazzmaster. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. these are all good guitars. Mustangs, don't forget. I'm you know, super.
1: you. Well, I'm super partial to those.
0: Yeah. Offset, without the hole cut in
1: them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The Duosonic, like I've got one of those too, which mm-hmm. is essentially, yeah. it's essentially a Mustang. Like, yeah, yeah, those, I can't tell a
0: lot of difference. Right, those are like student guitars or whatever when they were introduced, like the Mustang and the Duo Sonic. Like they were meant for if you were like an entry level type thing into mm-hmm. playing guitar. But in you know, a lot of times, they, you know, were, <laughs> later on became something like like their own thing. It's crazy. I remember
1: like a silver guitar uh, I'd asked you about. That was like some random kind of something with a similar body style. That they had made but it wasn't um it wasn't a mustang it wasn't a jaguar it wasn't a jazz master it wasn't a duosonic it was like some other
0: oh okay was this something you sent me like a picture of? yeah and it
1: was three months ago or something right Okay, was
0: it like a uh was it was a tornado that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it was Fender tornado because I, I remember because i'm like yeah you don't see these that often they were only issued like in the early 2000s or something like late yeah. 90s yeah, early yeah, you really do. Oh, thanks. Like, I it, all the time I'm like, bro, this is this, and you're the like gear historian. Uh, even on
1: you know like dates
0: or anything, uh, you do have a really good memory. I I, I don't. But I I don't like remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. Or anything. Okay, so, yeah. so, so where where did I park my car? I'm not sure. I know it's right out front. There's I a think, bunch of cars. I there. think you know, is it there? Yeah. are well, That's this. right. That's true. You know. That, mm-hmm. No way to know. Yeah, Schrodinger's car. I mean, if people have gone out and their cars have not been there because they got stolen. That's true. Yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, the tornado—that was the name of it—because I was like, "Hey, that's pretty neat," you know. And yeah, but, you know, I mean, Les Pauls are are cool guitars, but I don't know. I I just like if I found a shell pink colored Stratocaster, I'd have to get it. Like I'd be like, "I'm sorry, you are a great guitar, but I'm gonna have to trade did, you." Man. Did the Delanches come in a? A shell pink. Uh, either it was shell pink or like a, a seafoam green color. I remember that one yeah. that had a yellow yes. in
1: the DeLange. Yes, did. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so uh, sad I did not buy the DeLange. It's yeah, I, th-
0: I mean, I know you were texting Let me. me you're you know, like, mouth. hey man, you know that Biden money. You know, <laughs> like That's where that's going. And okay. <laughs> like, did you get it? And you're like, nah, I actually spend it on stuff that really matters.
1: Like, this, like this $800 <laughs> chair I'm sitting in. Yeah, Exactly um is well, it
0: comfortable there you go that's all that matters
1: I will say this like uh because I have carpal tunnel mm-hmm. I don't want to say bad but in this hand it's not getting any better but it alleviates that I have carpal tunnel from typing and weird sp- weird positions mm-hmm. and two probably from arm bars and stuff that happens to me and then there's people that don't do training at all that have carpal tunnel right right but um this and i got a standing desk at work like i'm doing several things to get myself at a a good typing angle Uh um but so like i'd signed up here's what i'd done i'd signed up to teach these online classes this summer and then cora was like yeah we'll use that money to you know rebuild our deck and i was like oh man i was gonna use that for the studio Mm because uh you know, I was doing work and extra and I'm right. uh, just going to use that. So it kind of became a little bit of an argument. And then I was like, all right, I'll use the stimulus money for the studio. And we'll use that money for the deck from the classes. And that's where we are right now. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Teaching the classes for no reason. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> uh, but I think I have a concession built into anytime I teach a future class, I get to keep that money. Yeah. yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'm campaigning for in the marriage. All right compromise is dude so did you have you get everything squared away on your uh not the hundred year flood oh okay
0: uh, yeah yeah i I mean mean, there's still some repair work stuff that's going on like there's still some plumbing things that we have to get taken care of but i mean for the most part the house is sound it's it's well we don't have a leak in our roof anymore uh i mean we we had the people who did the roofing come out they checked it out and they said most likely what happened is due to the weight the The amount of ice on there and the melting and and refreezing and that that it had caused some leakage but it wasn't like anything catastrophic and they they checked it out and they said it's okay and they're like hey if you have any problems call us back out and we're like okay that's good but the plumbing everything is pretty much repaired and ready to go i mean it's it's all good as much
1: rain as we've had too yeah
0: i'm sure if you had any
1: other problems Mm -hmm. they would be coming to the forefront right
0: right yeah uh but yeah so i mean we we I mean, we had running water restored within, uh, yeah, it was like two weeks or whatever after the, yeah, after the great uh, uh, snowstorm of 2021.
1: Way to like shower and bottles of water Uh, and all that. Well, I
0: mean, we had plenty of water. Initially, what we had to do, because we were snowed in, we couldn't get out. Yeah, we weren't able, because the snow started falling. It was either Saturday or Sunday, but we weren't able to leave actually leave the house to go anywhere to like to walmart which is only like maybe a mile away till friday afternoon you know so it was like almost a week pretty much where we were i mean we had plenty of supplies and stuff but what we were having to do was go outside and grab snow uh, and yeah, melt yeah. it yeah, you yeah. know and use that to try to you know shower or well by shower i mean like you wash your hair and pretty much and then sponge bathe yourself it's pretty much the you know, like, but Once we were able to get out, because we had to wait for a plumber, because I mean, they were busy, you know, I mean, nobody expected negative 10 degree weather, you know, like that, plus the snow, Uh, is that we were fortunate enough that then we started going over to uh, uh, Terry's Parents' place, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and use our shower, you know." And they're like, they yes. li- they hey. live
1: in um Paris.
0: Oh, they live in Darnell. Oh, okay. So we had okay. to go to Darnell to do that, but that was once the roads got, you know, kind of clear
1: we to do that. How, but, how far of a drive is that to Paris to Darnell?
0: Uh, it's like maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah, it's, it wasn't terrible, but I mean, they live down a remote little road, so you know, I mean, it's a bit sketchy trying to get down there when there's ice and snow. Yeah. But you know, I mean, we made it and.
1: Do you but, have like an all-wheel drive vehicle or anything like that? No. <laughs> like just, we were fortunate that to start that,
0: my little yeah. Hyundai out there, and Terry has one too. She has an Elantra. So I mean, you know, we don't it's not, of course, built for, for that, but we made it work. So yeah, I but, bet that's yeah, great that was, for you driving um to Russellville Yeah. For mileage. But man, I hadn't seen anything like that. I'm I'm good with not having snow for another five years now, you know. Or, or that the negative, mystique negative is gone. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Everybody, you know, I mean, there were some folks and I mean, God bless them. That's great that they were able to get out there and have a good time. I'm like, man, we were miserable. You know, people having snowball fights and I'm like, man, we were miserable. You know?
1: No, I, I remember all that. So we were fortunate. I will say on the tail end, we just got it repaired the other day, our outside faucet. Yeah. That was like the one place yeah. that we had
0: neglected. Yeah. Um,
1: but other than that, we were fortunate. Nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah. See, like two years before that, we had the pipes burst because we had cold weather. And um, I mean, the plumbers had gone in and they replaced most of the pipes with PEX piping, which is great. It is. It is, it is really good. But there was one section of PVC pipe that was left, and that's what exploded on us, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, so they went back and replaced that. And isn't that isn't um,
1: like when I think about
0: plumbing, like,
1: what's going on yeah from the meter to the house like because i had a leak uh like a year and a half after i moved into my house and we couldn't find
0: it yeah yeah right it's uh yeah
1: like my yard was staying wet like it Mm -hmm. rained and then it just didn't go away and i was just like what and you could even see a little bit like where the water was pooling was where it kind of pool in my driveway I got it fixed, actually, but when you could see it moving.
0: No, well, that's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So we just started digging from the meter down. Yeah. Right. And then at some point, super close to my house, I found the leak. Okay. But what was wild is we were digging. It was about this far down. And then we got a certain portion down the hill and it dropped way deeper. Oh. And I was just, because we're like the meters up Uh on the hill, the house at the bottom of the hill. But uh, what had happened, and this has to be common, I'd had some repair work done on my driveway. There had been heavy machinery driving. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Right. And there was a piece of people do this all the time when they're filling in where they dug out for plumbing or whatever, they will throw um, like debris. Yeah. So essentially there was a, a piece of concrete that he got like over the pine, yeah,
0: driven down. Yeah. And it just like the tiniest little. Hole. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like us, we knew that the leak was underneath the house because water was running out from underneath the house into the lawn. That's how we, we knew because we woke up in the morning, you know. And, and well, well, Terry got up in the middle of the night and she looked outside and she later tells me, she's like, yeah, our, our, uh, our walkway is clear. And I'm like, what? you know i'm like everything was covered in snow out there you know she's like yeah it's clear and I, like there's there's no snow on it so i had to get up and look and i see it's wet and i'm like oh no and i could see like out in the lawn where there's there's like oh, streams man. and i was just like oh no no so we had to call out the city who were already out driving around shutting people's water off because of people who were having problems with their pipes bursting i mean we took precautions too, Dude, danville you know i mean got, we, we right. left all our taps on drip and you know we were getting up at night making sure everything was was heated and warm but it still happened anyway and it was because of that one that pvc pipe just that cheap pipe or whatever just had gave way because it was negative 10 degrees outside the other piping was fine but yeah we had to call out a plumber to have it fixed and man i mean just those guys are awesome i mean I would be terrified to crawl under anybody's house, let alone even my own house, you know, but then they just, whoop, you Spiders know, right? under there, dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what's under there snakes, you know, anything could be down there, but I mean, and, and our house is over a hundred years old. I mean, it was built like in 1970. So, you know, the guy opens the thing to the crawl space to get down there and I'm looking in there and I'm like, man, it looks like an Egyptian tomb. You know, I mean, there's like, it's cause it's stone and everything down in there. Like, I ain't going in there so (laughs) you know if you find any treasure yeah right man but yeah it looks yeah it's i was just like man you know these 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 guys they're they're incredible you know to be they have no fear because he was just gone you know man disappeared um, for like 30 minutes and then comes out and he's like yeah i know what your problem is and i'm like all right you know gone again you know (laughs) uh i was listening to
1: bob talk about this uh, on one of his lectures where there was a guy that went into it like a, a tomb that like he he just happened upon it he was the inspector of antiquities but like he got into the job in and like like some some of the I think Maspero was the guy that he just like left like suddenly and this dude should not have been in there and he excavated this tomb that mm-hmm. he just kind of stumbled on and found all of this crazy shit in there, like mummies, um, uh, like un, undisturbed mummies, some that had been like, and it was like a, I think it was a cache. Mm-hmm. So this happened several times. It's like, you would have a later King who would realize like, oh man, the last 10 Pharaoh's tombs got robbed. So they would la- they would take all the mummies out, repair them and cash, a Royal cache of mummies, hide them somewhere else. Okay. Right. So there's like, this guy found like a, a situation like this and like some treasures and all this stuff had a mental breakdown oh yeah because of just like being in the tomb and like finding something and being like whoa <laughs> like he found the mummy of this one pharaoh Amenhotep hotel the second yeah okay and it had been um disturbed that particular mummy but it like the find that it turned out to be was just whoa yeah but yeah the guy literally had a mental break after being in that tomb all night like just like discovering all that stuff like it was never the same (laughs) like and and he just tells it. i've heard him tell that story a couple of times but like uh imagine like oh yeah we're going under thurman's house there's no dead people down here um yeah you know yeah and frequently there are tombs in egypt that have just been robbed yeah like there's not you're not gonna find a mummy you're finding cool stuff but there's no mummy. there's yeah. no you know um but yeah that's uh tombs or before there were uh pyramids or larger structures they're called mastabas okay and it would literally be like your bottom of your house yeah with like sealed over the top yeah like your floor of your house would be the top of the mastaba and then they started layer caking
0: them basically yeah
1: if you believe that the pyramids were used as burials it's a debate yeah it's, I believe they were I and I, uh some people would argue I believe they were and they were robbed in the old kingdom and then they stopped doing that because they got robbed yeah that makes the most sense but there's there are no carvings in any of the pyramids right that didn't start until the fifth dynasty yeah um there's never been a pharaoh discovered in a pyramid right True. Right, uh, not the old kingdom ones, anyway, not the the ones at Giza, Abu Sir, and that whole band of like I think thirty nine pyramids right there around Cairo. All right, but um, it is interesting. People who are critical of that theory are like, oh, "What evidence are you working off of?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I am like, <laughs> good, "Good question." All right, that's like the the fringe Egyptologist group. They're like they they don't present any evidence either, like right? but they're always like, uh, hey, but what about this? And it like pokes a hole in the Egyptological argument, and and you're just like, you guys hate each other, mm-hmm. and they do. I mean, it's it's wild how uh, attacking the Egyptological community will be to a geologist or anybody outside of that field that is like those rocks are older, right? Like they're like. Yeah, what evidence do you have? I'm a I'm a Ivy League
0: geologist, like
1: yeah. not good enough, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever seen that documentary, Mystery of the Sphinx, with Charlton Heston?
0: No, I have not.
1: It's on YouTube. It's good. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> Daily Motion. Yeah, it, it's it's been on
1: you. Can just, you know, it aired on NBC Ooh. in '95, I think it was. But it's been on TLC. But it does have some sort of fringe stuff in it where. This one. And it, it's true that dudes like this, this, you know, Nubian culture, Kushite sort of southern Egypt Egyptian culture in Africa and a couple others, they deified this, uh, you know, their origin story is associated with Mars, technically. And he mm-hmm. kind of goes into it, but it sounds like he's saying the pyramids were built by aliens a little bit. Just a little bit. It's it's like that one dude in the Ken Burns documentary. So it's like it everything is good and then they sprinkle in this one dude he like, 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 think on the credibility a little bit. And it's like, oh, man, why'd you guys let him come? Yeah. What was
0: that dude's name? What, are we talking about the, Shelby? The Ken, the Ken Burns Shelby guy? Foote? Is, yeah. that, is that who we're talking yeah, about here? Yeah. G- Gentile Southern old man who Southern seems so Southern. kind and nice, but underneath the exterior is like... The preservation of the lost cause and white supremacy and all that. Yeah. Dude,
1: two times on my road in the last week, I saw two separate vehicles, Pleasant View, with Confederate shit on it. Like mm-hmm. a license plate. Um, oh, yeah. I, I and too. I just, it it blows me away. Like, and then I was like, and you have to say this. Those people, because I didn't know what that symbol was. And then when I found out, I was like, Oh shit!" We talked about this. yeah, on podcast, right? Yeah. It. Well, I was like, "Holy shit!" I feel so guilty. Yeah. Like, and, and and then it's like, well, okay. I try and take into account that it's like, the person who's doing that, like myself, is probably severely miseducated yeah. because of the lost cause myth. They probably think it's some nut, you know. I, but I still don't know if after the last year and the the political climate and. The narratives that mm-hmm. are out there how people are just living under a rock and not
0: yeah well i uh right right i i yeah i hear you uh i mean terry and i we went up to uh, uh fayetteville this last weekend and we drove uh not not i-49 uh but the scenic route that's up there The uh, was it the pig trail Did you go through? Uh, no it's not the pig trail it's it it runs from alma up into fayetteville but man, we saw a ton of Confederate flags on the way up there, and it's like, oh my gosh! You know, I thought I thought Fayette, like the Fayetteville area, was a little more driving from you know the uh, from here
1: to Branson on mm-hmm. seven tons, yeah, uh, and then driving. I taught a seminar in
0: Mena right a few months back. Oh, oh well, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised about that at all. They were in downtown. Yeah, I think you told me about that, right? They that they had, had their sign, yeah, yeah they, right. That that there's a sign that exists that that says that but how could, yeah how could you even I mean that's how could you display well, yeah. that yeah I, yeah I don't know but I don't know what what's going on with the 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 sentiment of things toward so because like I felt like there was some momentum kind of moving toward maybe questioning you know why why fly Confederate flags you know but I I feel kind of post I want to say post January 6th capital insurrection like I feel like there's a lot more showing out now it's not yeah. like something to be or, or that they view it as something not to be ashamed of well and then too so like the South Carolina um,
1: so you brought to my attention, Which I showed to some other people about the Confederate Memorial Day being celebrated.
0: Yeah, that company
1: Uh here Uh in town. Yeah, but then South Carolina like closes government agencies, right? And it's like you can't be the first state to secede from the (laughs) Union to do that, bro. Like you know, I get that blew my mind that that. I mean, is that do they do that
0: normally? I don't know. I'm not sure if they do or not. But yeah. And uh, it's it's like also because like I sent you and Julie that story Fort Smith right yeah yeah with Fort Smith with the flag controversy where they had I guess out at the historical site Fort Smith historical site mm-hmm. the the old fort uh, they had fl- or Riverfront Park I think is what what that is and and they had flags that they flew that represented the certain nations that were once A couple of French flags right, co- Spain. right you know United States with x amount of stars on it whatever over time and one of them was the confederate flag and that the guy is uh, that we have an attorney who is suing the city of fort smith for taking the flags down even though the reason they took them down was that they were totally. battered and you know, weathered out so he wanted them to be replaced yeah yeah but this guy has some connection to um Sons of the
1: Southern Cross. Yeah, Sons of the
0: Southern Cross, right? He's the same guy who I believe brought the lawsuit against the city of Van Buren for not wanting to fly Confederate flags in their annual parades. And uh, I want to say he also has some connection to the Hot Springs monument as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, those people that that propagate that heritage not hate saying. Yeah. I just don't get that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I, and again, miseducation or lack of knowledge, whatever it is, but like, the more I learn, read about the Confederacy, the more I'm like, damn it.
0: Yeah. You're bad for every state in which you exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's it's bad, too, because it's, in a lot of cases, too, right, it's primary source material. You're reading the actual words of the people who were alive at the time, who were the architects of the Confederacy or the Confederate Deal, or whatever you call it, and you know it's right there, plain writing. What what they're saying that their their whole ideal of a nation state is based off. of yeah.
1: I know. I uh, mean, how do
0: you argue with that?
1: Well, Will, um he's a historian. He's about to get his PhD. The Teague that was on my yeah, podcast. Yeah. He's like, he said it this way, I think, and I've been saying, I've been ripping him off, telling people, I'm like, <laughs> I said it in my class recently. I'm like. Because I end with the Civil War in US one. So, right. like four weeks mm-hmm. ago, I was talking about this. It's like, you know, really all you have to do is read the information they left us.
0: Yeah, exactly. They left us exactly. this information. Yeah.
1: And if you survey that information, you will see pretty clearly uh, with your own eyes. You will, uh, you know, I don't say be convinced because some people still know that, know about the secession letters and the content and then or have read, you know, uh, speeches by Jefferson, Jeff Davis, or Alexander Stevens, or Mm -hmm. or whatever. But still, and and what what blows my mind is that there are probably some people who are quote, unquote, not, uh, I would say racist, Mm -hmm. but are, or have connections to that symbol, and they have no clue, right, of what it symbolizes. And um, for me, just knowing about the lost cause. And I'm like, should we get, yeah, I don't want to say give people a break, but it's like, it's so difficult to try and educate people. This Will T guy was like, he had a guy repairing his air conditioner mm-hmm. and like they got into the same conversation. And he's like, he told him to 83 mentions in the secession letters, you know, these he what the sources say. And he said, the dude came back and was like, you know, I've had a Confederate flag. I got rid of that after I talked to him, man. Because I was like basically saying like no one I've ever had this conversation with believed anything I said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Like, I I mean, my students, they they're fine, but still, too. I had a couple of students last year, people that would wear like Trump masks and Trump hats and Trump shirts and you name it. They were just trumped out. I mean, this is like a 19 year old kid. And it's like uh some of the responses i got in arkansas history about how they viewed causes of the civil war yeah. or the civil war in the nation arkansas it was just like uh and what blows my mind is that there are still some and it's like okay was well, that the parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: propagating their miseducation onto the child right. and which is what i say is no different than like uh growing up in a Christian household now I got forced to go to church I don't go anymore I don't believe in any of that stuff but I was made to to take that yeah. in so I, I you know I'm like well at what point you know I was probably in my early 20s before I started getting access to this information on a level that made me fundamentally change how I view it. right
0: right me too you know, same way, but right. I mean, that's great that as an educator you're able to reach out and sort of get that idea out there. Because I've not had really any success with it. Anybody I talk to about it just assumes that I'm a commie atheist liberal trying to push an agenda. I'm not a communist, not an atheist, kind of a liberal though. Yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, that that is such a.
1: Um, I am too. Yeah. Right. But then too, like some of the other stuff I was talking about on this very podcast in some ways economically you could deem me a conservative right yeah. not right that. i do not yeah, believe yeah. trickle down works <laughs> okay it doesn't uh, but just like owning a business and like yeah dude i don't like having to pay to pay people mm-hmm. right yeah. and that's uh that's kind of a conservative principle right right um but i cannot there's so much stuff uh with the conservative ideology that i, can, I can't accept and even with some of the extreme liberal ideology, I'm right. like, mm, I agree. But not to not to open up a can of worms or get controversial, but to, but at the same time, I'm like, can we just all get along? Yeah, right. Like, right. yeah. Like, I, I, if anything, it's like I'm not like some on some of the far left stuff. It's like, hey, good for you. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Right, right, exactly. I, yeah, you want to say that? You want to do that? Cool, like great i want to say and do stuff too like let's just freedom man like that's that's it you know it's like that i i really just want to be left alone and and do this podcast and all my business and not have laws passed that infringe on any of that mm-hmm. yeah exactly so uh, or you know i didn't too uh i got super checked on some of this stuff since i've been a uh in the pandemic on it, like I bought this building four hundred seventeen thousand dollars or something. And then three weeks after we move in, they're like, yeah, close down. Yeah, yeah. For how yeah, long? Yeah. yeah. Like until we say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then two, like, yeah, okay. Well, I did my part, I closed down for six weeks, but it's like that was under a conservative regime.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Also, that was another thing blowing my mind. It's like, I was like, okay, this is... So, it was funny how
0: political all that got. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just... Everything's political, Brian. Everything. You can't avoid it. You know? Or Well, I mean, we try to, right? And You know, just like, hey, we're hanging out with people. We're having a good time. And then it's like somebody has to butt in, you know, about the Pandemic or something like that. It's oh. for real, yeah. I yeah. just want to enjoy life, you know. <laughs> wow, <it's fun. laughs> I mean, I use a person. Wow,
1: you know? uh, well, guy, did you? I watch this some more recently.
0: Have you? Do you have HBO? Uh, no, I don't. Um, give uh, well, Amazon I was, Prime, like, Prime I was like my parents do, and all that. I just don't, you know. I mean, I, I. Yeah, it's like like how many different streaming what, channels yeah, are you gotta have. Yeah, how many right. right. how many do you have and how many are you like uh borrowing, you know, somebody's password for? You know, how many but, you know,
1: borrowing. Uh what Josh told me about there's a QAnon on documentary Ooh. and I watched it on HBO. Yeah. it's a worthy watch. Uh at the very beginning, it's like this dude in this apartment, like talking to these like 45, 50 year old people probably. And he's like telling him about Q, like this dude. So he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. They say something, and he's like, yeah. So he's like, the only website that this guy's allowed to be on is this H. HM. And they're like,
0: whoa.
1: <laughs> like, uh, like, and then the dude, this dude, that's talking to him, he lives in their apartment complex. And everything. He is the guy that owns the website. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And they're like. They say something kind of borderline racist. They're like, oh, we thought you were a something, something, like something stereotypical that Asians would do, right? Okay. This is an Asian person. And he's like, I'm the only person that, in the whole world that will let this person post on their website. And I got people attacking me daily. and, and But just like the whole interaction between him and the two middle-aged people is hilarious. It's okay. like the whole opening scene. I was texting Josh when I watched it. I watched it just cracking up but like the whole opening sequence draws you in because um, he's like he explaining he's like yeah these cryptic messages and you know it explains the whole thing to him and they're like yeah, yeah we know about this like yeah and then they know about his website even right and they're like that's you we thought you were just uh i can't remember what they say but it's something hilarious okay like uh, something like an Asian stereotype. So uh-huh. it's like, it's not really hilarious, but it's
0: like, you're like,
1: Oh yeah. And I, I was like watching a jujitsu video speaking. I, uh, uh, I've been telling people this the other day and somebody, there's a move called like a lot of martial arts come from Japan. Right. Yeah. Jitsu is a Japanese word. Right. And there's a move that people call the Japanese necktie. Okay. And, this dude is teaching and he's like yeah he's just up on his jap necktie here and i was just like yeah bro probably. you cannot say that yeah. like i i just it blew me away and uh it was like a product that was for sale like people are buying and uh but i and then too so it's like does that guy know that it's culturally insensitive to use the word jap? i don't know and i think we're we're entering a new phase where, like, yeah. I recognize that guy's yeah. statement immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But also, I do remember um, I cited a newspaper article like that in my um, thesis. It was uh, these judo guys went to West Point, beat the shit out of the cadets, threw them all, but they were throwing them in a way where they went down first mm-hmm. called a sacrifice throw. And they're smaller, like all these guys are the elite wrestlers in the country. And the next day, the the headline and I forget it was a big, it was a big paper, like the Baltimore Sun or something. Like it was a larger publication for the time. Jat right? uh cadets down the Jap. Like that was the headline, like plump. And it was like that's not even how it went, how yeah. it went down. Yeah. But um that was, I mean, you fast forward that was in 1905, two years later you had the gentleman's agreement. Mm -hmm. You know, how many years after 30, some years after that, you have executive order 9066, or they literally round the people that didn't didn't leave and go back up and Mm -hmm. that that whole thing is what sent. Judo to Brazil in which became Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, They, they diverted. Don't migrate to the United States anymore. We're going to do Brazil instead. Okay. Yeah. So weird, but. yeah, but there was, there was racism in that time. I mean, it's TR's administration. He was actually, who's putting, he was having that stuff brought into West Point. He hired a guy to teach there from Japan. He was doing judo in the basement of the White House. Yeah. belt. right? But he, um, ultimately due to, I feel like political pressures was like, it don't come here anymore. Yeah. Maybe some of his own ideology too. Like TR is a fascinating character. Right. Um, I've got a book about him up here, uh Theodore Rex. Sticking out on the end there. Yeah, uh, bad nice. side of that in my thesis, it goes into Yeah, he there's that super racist statue of him with the Indian, yeah, the Native yeah. American and the um the slave, right? Yeah. And, but uh yeah, it's like he had the last Comanche war chief in his parade.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Quanah Parker. Fascinating story about that. Have you have you read that uh, book, Empire of the Summer Moon? No, I haven't. Second read through for me. I'm almost done. I um, feel
0: like I have it though. I just haven't read it. Like it's good. Yeah, this sounds really familiar. I want to get Win
1: spelled with it. It's like G W Y N N E or it's okay. spelled with a G. Win. He has done some Civil War stuff. Okay. He's got. I want to say he has a book called. Rebel Yell. Yeah, this sounds familiar, right? But yeah. I don't really know. He, he does Civil War stuff, but I don't. Let's look up his uh, SC. This is all live, too. So yeah. so we find out when y'all find out. So Empire of the Summer Moon, Juana yep. Parker, Rebel Yell, Violence, Passion, and Redemption. He's got a website here, sc1.com. Hymns of the Republic the story of the final year of the American civil war. Nice. That's his newest book. Rebel Yell Stonewall Jackson. That's violence, passion and redemption. Stonewall Jackson. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. No, right. No, so no, like, I wonder
0: no redemption.
1: <laughs> I wonder what this guy's uh, angle is on. Yeah, I don't know. On his civil war stuff. That's what I've uh, what I've wondered. Let's see the outlaw bank. I need a wild ride into the secret heart of the BCCI. Yeah. He's got several publications. Anyway, the summer moon, it, I think I think we talked about this uh, on several podcasts ago. It's all about the story that The Searchers is based off. Of, yeah, with John. Mm-hmm. Um, S- Cynthia Ann Parker kidnapped by Comanches. Threat. Right. And this is where this dude brings it home. Um, all because the Mexican government convinced thousands of, of Americans to migrate to Texas, which is Mexican territory to create a buffer zone against Comanche. Raids. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, man. it doesn't, but I, I asked my que- uh, students that question. And I'm like, so we know how the Texas revolution plays out. Right. Texas is now third largest economy in the world. Like, uh, and I just like go rattle off some stats. I'm like, You know and mexico had just undergone uh, fought spain for independence so why do you think they're gonna invite these people from this bordering adjacent country which are in the middle of their manifest destiny phase and everybody's like oh Mm -hmm. freaking comanche like it that's how this dude breaks this down this way too he goes people had a real hard time wrapping their mind around the fact that a Comanche setting around a fire in Oklahoma city present day was a threat to them in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, no, they'll be here in no time. If they want to be. And then the distance they could cover, like that's the, this is just how they interacted with their environment. The things I read, the things this guy goes into blows me away. Mm -hmm. Like, and then the Texas Rangers formed exclusively to check that. Yeah. And started adapting the Comanche techniques, and that's how they do.
0: Yeah.
1: Like they would shoot under the neck of their horse over, like the Comanches would do with their bows. Yeah. Awesome. I know, but you know, the Dude, Mongols too. Awesome, the Mongols would do that too.
2: Yeah.
1: Um Mongol women could pull uh like I believe it's a hundred and fifty five pound bow. Like I I remember in high school I pulled back a 70 pound I <laughs> and like i had no control either i was just like oh man i'm scared yeah but uh then another thing the comanche shot their horse out from under them they're they would always report that they'd land on their feet like there was never like that just constantly comes up that they did not not land on their feet yeah shoot it out thump, they land on their feet and then they're right there yeah <sighs> man yeah it's uh it's that's scary to think about that time and place like the comanche scared shit out of me yeah yeah man well if i ever are you on audible no okay so if you do get on audible at any point i can send you a free book
0: nice okay cool yeah.
1: it's something they do i don't know how many i can send you but if i refer you a book you get it yeah. for free because uh, i sent i sent this book we're talking about yeah. to josh mcmillan he's been on the podcast a couple of times chief of campus police and he was like
0: thanks man so yeah. cool yeah i don't have audible i'm 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 a, like non-technology guy so you, yeah, i know? have a phone you so. like
1: tangible books so that's yeah that's that's what you prefer yeah i do see i prefer audio books i have a lot of books here and in my office but i prefer
0: um yeah i like having a physical copy i don't know it's just i guess i'm just so locked into that but that's well, no, nothing against like online or or you know books, things that you can get like Audible or even your Kindle type stuff or whatever. Uh, you
1: know, I've had I've not got into Kindle, which yeah. they will read to you on Kindle. Um, I don't think it's as quality. Uh, like some of the Audible readers, like when I read uh, listened to Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. it was John C. Riley. Nice. Right. So sometimes it'll be somebody that you you like listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But j- being on the go. Is the main reason I do that, and then two, that Bob Briar history ancient Egypt great courses forty eight lectures five times. Oh yeah, so, I'm just always like, yeah, yeah. They call it it, Bob. They don't even call it Thebes. The Egyptians didn't call it that. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. He just is always going deep on these things yeah. uh, that blow me away, and I'm like, I've listened to this four times. I didn't catch, I didn't catch you said that the first four times, right. Uh, but man, that guy just does not even Cora loves him. We watch his doc, yeah, I bought all of his
0: documentaries. Uh you're welcome to borrow. Oh yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, love love that subject that, you know, uh being uh back when I was in grade school, I was really into ancient Egypt. So, you know, that was one of like your your first loves of history, right? It's kind of like ancient Egypt or American Civil War. That's kind of like where it begins. You know? Yeah. And then you branch out and somehow you end up at the JFK assassination. You know, how does it all makes sense? It's all linear. You know, you get there eventually. So. Yeah, yeah, it's all leading yeah, the same place. Yeah. So, uh, trying to, I, I think even the last book I bought was, I want to say, yeah, it was it was JFK assassination. I like lately. your, uh, you have a display of all your
1: thesis books, huh? Yeah, or, or yeah, all, or JFK all, books,
0: all huh? the the books I had. A lot of those books were actually on my desk, and uh, I finally cleared it out you know so hey i can start working here again but yeah i had far more materials than i actually i mean that's only a fraction of it too there's more i mean that's how many books did you say have been written on this subject gosh i it's probably at this point brian it's probably into the thousands if not i mean it's got to be high hundreds at least thousands i mean i think i maybe heard so many at one point yeah
1: Josh, just sent me a picture for some reason. Oh, nice. Looking good. Thank when, you. When when's he gonna beer. come
0: on here for for the start? Oh, I mean, it's Wars a thing.
1: t-shirt. But... Just got this t-shirt in. Do you recognize it?
0: No. Do I? Music. Pants. It's like the ACDC. What, yeah, what yeah. is this? I know what this is. But um, if, if, if you're watching out there, sorry. <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it's like ACDC. core just got out of surgery okay cool she's she's doing good, good the doctor said good, everything went good. great excellent because they said it was going to be like an hour but then they they always have to disclaimer like when I had my hernia repair it was supposed to be like an hour but it was three yeah, yeah. so um, i would had some i would had a surgery there in a similar area before and their scar tissue that was affecting where they were trying to cut right. so they end up having to make a much larger incision they had to clean out a bunch of scar tissue and i was just like uh oh, the recovery on that was terrible dude i could not stand up straight for two weeks yeah it's like it's it was here so like you just could not 12 staples in my groin but man that's like why it's kind of like earlier i'm like oh like this is crazy like yeah your wife about to have surgery like uh
0: then she'll be you know she'll be recovering for a few days right yeah But um. Uh, the uh, yeah, the other books, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was like I, I think I'd heard two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Uh, there, there has to be. I mean, it's one of the most written about subjects in American history out there. Oh yes, Steve Buscemi, yeah, classic. That's. I just recently watched uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, you did? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a great film. This yeah. is This is like when when we make plans to have like a Quentin Tarantino based podcast dude I've I watched um
1: all of his movies here pandemic.
0: oh you did mm-hmm. All see I haven't seen uh once upon a time in Hollywood I didn't watch I haven't seen that yet so uh I mean I, I know the Manson connection and all that so I'm like why haven't I seen this you know well, 60s the, history so the guy who was uh the
1: Polanski yeah, Roman Polanski. Roman yeah. Polanski. The guy that plays Roman Polanski is the guy I was talking about earlier from Lords of Dog. Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in that. But, like, we just kept t- brought that up last night because we're trying to figure out what all the movies yeah. that guy's been in. But, um, I mean, it's it's your typical Tarantino movie, but it, it's also – it's good. I've watched it three total times. I watched it back-to-back mm-hmm. two days in a row
0: the day, that
1: we, uh, the day after I watched it. It's long.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I kind of figured, well, but I feel like most of his movies are kind of lengthy mm-hmm. for the most part. What would you say is your favorite Quentin Tarantino film? These are the real questions, Brian. These are the, you know, we're, we've been talking about fluff like Egypt and, you know, Lost Cause. Yeah. And- yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay, so you'd say that
1: that's your favorite Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah, Yeah, I actually wrote a paper about how that was my favorite movie in high school or uh, college for intro to film and it got the best paper in the class nice well done yeah because he would always give you some like burned DVD of some black and white silent film you didn't want to watch yeah but uh, yeah it um, that I just that movie contains some of my favorite ways of how he tells stories and his other
0: oh yeah I mean it's the disjointed narratives. that's part of what makes it kind of click or it sticks yeah. with you in a way. I really, you know,
1: and too, like he wasn't full on uh, like he is in Pulp Fiction, but uh, I really, really enjoyed the film um, Sin City. Yeah. Of which he was a producer on 2005, I think it was. Yeah. But there's a lot of like storytelling that parallels with Pulp Fiction. Like, and you can just see that's like, uh, was it Frank Miller was the director?
0: Right, yeah. But
1: you could, see, I felt like he was bringing Tarantino in to like get that vibe, and I've always thought I'm like, that's like an
0: honorary Tarantino film. Was was he the director of that, or was that Robert Rodriguez? I think
1: Rodriguez may have also been involved, but I know uh,
0: Tarantino directed a scene at least in Sin City
1: yes Frank okay Frank Miller Tarantino and Rodriguez okay all of them yeah yeah,
0: hey how about that hat trick all three of them well way to go let's see
1: um Rodriguez did the screenplay okay Tarantino is a guest director right yeah he shows up for like one scene and I'm trying to see who the producer was I think Tarantino was the producer as well but man I I just really uh enjoyed that but yeah outside of that like um I really enjoy Django Yeah,
0: Django and Chains a good film, and
1: also um, the Hateful Eight. Hateful
0: Eight's great. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. And see, I have a different opinion on that. Okay, yeah, Yeah. you didn't didn't care for it. I didn't care for Hateful Eight. Okay, I thought it drug. I I was like, it's just three hours. It's kind of like Reservoir Dogs in the Old West. That's kind of what it made me think of. Reservoir Dogs is good, but it's it's right, right. I mean, I like Reservoir Dogs quite a lot, and. I don't know. It just didn't have the same kind of effect to me. Is that I like Reservoir Dogs. I think I like Reservoir Dogs a lot because I like the ensemble cast a lot. I mean, you have Bushimi, but you also have Harvey Keitel, Keitel. right? Um, Tim Roth is Mr. Orange. I didn't even know that guy was British. Yeah. You know, until later, and I am like, "Whoa, that guy can." Why is it that British people can do American accents? But Americans can't do British accents. Have you ever thought about this? This has kept me up awake at night. Not really. That's but, a, no.
1: I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, it does always blow my mind. Uh, well, it's like Russell Crowe. Yeah. Is a great. I mean, he's Australian. Right. Really. Yeah, but still, but, yeah, you know, it's
0: right. the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all. You know, <laughs> it's all same. Yeah. Um, they all fly under that flag. I yeah.
1: remember when I heard him speak in his real voice. Yeah. So he had too sometimes also with um singers. Yes, right, like um, Dave Matthews, for example,
0: yeah, isn't he from South Africa? He's from South Africa, yeah.
1: then moved to like Louisiana, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he has a very fascinating accent. Mm-hmm. But when you like, when I hear him sing, it's like the way he talks and sings, I'm like, he just don't go together, man,
0: like, yeah, yeah, right, some right, of the stuff right. I can,
1: but uh, it kind of blew me away, but yeah, like uh, there's Paul
0: Bettany is another
1: yeah. uh example he's a british one on not mistaken.
0: yeah hugh Laurie.
1: yeah oh yeah yeah dr house right
0: yeah, was... yeah.
2: It's lupus, <laughs> <It's> lupus. <laughs>
1: um, it was lupus one time yeah Episode it was i was happy about that um yeah that is a really excellent point uh Is it easier to do American accents? You
0: think it's because our accents evolved? Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe derived in some fashion from it. Woods
1: showed me a study several years ago about sort of tracing migration. Mm -hmm. Not just like, oh, like I was around this dude from Boston this weekend. He's dropping his R's like, is not going (laughs) to end. Ka-bye. He said they were making fun of him about it, and he's like, when I figured out that Kai and Bai had an R in it, yeah. he's like, I added an R to fa- father in a lot of other words because I thought when I was corrected on that, I thought it applied to everything. And, and and I was just like, but would you get presented a study that's like, shows how like, particularly in the South, how like slang and dialects and some of the stuff like Mark Twain was researching, like, because he was all about looking at the regional slang yeah Uh but really all of it is from migrations europe to united states right for the most part and you can really trace that over uh there's been studies done on it but it's interesting to think that i mean it all does come from less so now but you know because now um you're gonna have much more diversity of migration coming in from other countries all over the world but there's a time Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there was less of that. But uh the colonial era, it's like basically this whole study was that. It's like this colonialism took place, these people moved here, that's why they talk that way. Yeah, that's the thesis of that. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> well uh man, we we uh we should plan Okay, hold on. We we'll got a comment. Oh, hey. Uh, I had a good friend who had a tattoo on his shoulder of Confederate flag in ANC colors. It was his, his conversation starter on the Lost Cause. Interesting.
0: Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Pretty amazing. Yeah. It's like uh, dedication. Yeah, for real. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, that's uh, this dude, uh, Andy Barrett. He owns. Uh, Paraphelion I can't, oh, okay, I'm butchering It's paraphelion. Okay. Or it's it's a very fancy word, but it's a solar energy company. Ooh. Sorry if you're listening, Andy. Um, but uh he's um a local guy. He uh been in politics, he's come to the gym a little bit. Um, yeah, good dude though. Thanks for listening. Yeah,
0: Roger that we <laughs> we, we
1: should um I mean, what were we planning on coupling Django with?
0: Uh, I think it was Outlaw Josie Wells. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it was. That came up
1: recently. Um, somebody quoted that film to me. Oh, yeah? They're like, my favorite scene in that movie is when it's like some, something happens and he says something. He's like, worms got to eat, too. Like <laughs> <Well, laughs> He's talking about burying somebody yeah. versus not. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, you need to bury him so the so the birds don't get them or something and yeah it's like worms gotta eat or something is this like a as a dude's telling me it's like a just obscure Josie Wales quote. I hadn't
0: seen that movie oh the backstory on that movie is insane like the source material have you ever read about no. where it came from no like the author apparently is a guy who at one time was a huge white supremacist but like disappeared and then re-emerged as an author like under a different name mm. so it's kind of like well yeah it's it's crazy Great. yeah clint
1: eastwood was and i haven't seen it yet but it was just on joe rogan's podcast dude's 90.
0: yeah i know he's he's old man
1: somebody took a picture of another day of him like getting gas uh-huh. at the station it's just like just like we would do <laughs> Are you just sitting there, like, maybe leaning backwards against his car, but just, like, like filling his car up with yeah. gas like a normal person is blowing whoever posted about his mind, seeing funny
0: gas station? Wow. But, yeah, the, I think the next plan we had had was Django and uh, Outlaw Josie Wales. And I think we had another plan for Lost Cause just based on Ken Burns' civil war. I think that was, that was the, yeah, the, so the so that we could just bury Shelby Foot for – like I said, his Gentile Southern ways. And even though it's all a bunch of subversive kind of tactic. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Just
1: the concept of that Southern gentility? I don't know. <laughs>
0: I haven't really thought about that. I just like,
1: like is it a thing? Can yeah. you be a, a, a gentleman and a, a Gentile Southern person when you're beating your own slaves? Yeah.
0: Right. Right. But it's just like, it, it's like, yeah, if you're sort of uninitiated, uh, into the the civil war debate over the lost cause and and you see this on tv it's just like hey he's just nice old guy telling stories you know sort of thing that's what it seems like even though all the stories are apocryphal and they don't really have any probably historical basis of truth in them you know and it's just yeah.
1: now for i mean it's uh i mean i know
0: as historians in a way we are storytellers but still you know we have to have something to back that up 100%. Um, it uh, and yeah, I love saying that we, you know, since I have my degree and all that, yeah, you know, scholars, yeah, yeah, we're scholars, yeah, we're definitely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Instead of articles, <laughs> I started using the term like
0: on Blackboard scholarly articles, yeah, because art, I mean,
1: I am always art, doing like pennstate.edu or something, or not
0: refer to your, you, it's not your thesis, it's your manuscript. Ooh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Stolen. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I've been working on my manuscript. Again. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, you know, it makes it sound just. Oh man, this has a good ring to it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I know. I like. Uh, I do refer to myself as a historian. Yeah, that you know, was kind of a a weird turn. Yeah. To to make. I mean, it's, it's what I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, on, on used the to site. be a
0: conspiracy theorist. Yeah, historian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a true story you know what's actually funny? that is a true story yeah
0: that it, I, it is for me
1: too you know and woods is who kind of convinced me to let a lot of that stuff go by like yeah. just a few simple statements he was like well brian you know about that it's like that author making a lot of money off that idea yeah like he, he would, business, he would right? he, yeah he would look at it objectively he's like yeah this is a this is a some. it's like keywords on the internet like uh you can look at certain things in YouTube. Like when I do my tags for my videos, I go pull up from the search what right what the top results are. And I'm like, oh, those need to be. Yeah, OK,
0: so they show up, right? So you, mm-hmm. but you I think it's a
1: list. it's a similar,
0: uh, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have got to take that course that, that you got to take about the espionage thing. It's like, oh, man, so that was great because it was like when I did my thesis defense and. You know, after you're like, man, all this stuff that you talk about, you're like, man, Woods was into that, too. You know? I'm, Dude, like, right I'm like, here. yeah, you know? Of spies, yeah, bro, right here. This is the book. Yeah. Yes. I was just like, yeah, man, you know? It's, but it's, bro, it's, it's... I've got my espionage that's
1: in this bag right <laughs> now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but I mean, it just like, too, um, it was a weird thing because honestly going through that class is what made me more conspiratorial. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, anything's possible. Like, yeah, if we did this, we would do that too. Mm -hmm. And that's a slippery slope. Right. Like, uh, and I think that's what gets a lot of people going down rabbit holes. Right. And then I, man, I, I started going down all kinds of rabbit holes. Like, Bohemian Grove
0: yeah right which yeah I know you've mentioned several times because you're like yeah that's crazy Why Why Nixon Nixon yeah
1: <laughs> yeah like uh, there's some primary source where uh Richard Dixon is like the most pivotal moment of my political career yeah. was at this speech he gave there and I'm like what does that mean the, this owl carved into a tree or yeah. uh, it's maybe stone. But out. I
0: want to say, didn't we look that up? And he was like later just like making fun of like the whole thing. I want to say that somebody, did. somebody he was yeah. like poking fun yeah, at it did. just being like, man, this is ridiculous. And, he you said know, I was there. Like, <laughs> like a homophobic slayer. Yeah, right. yeah. Like yeah, something. Like I, like, yeah. I, but I know he was just like, it, he, it was. Yeah. After he
1: was president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: yeah so hold on
1: i gotta pull up those books that i was telling you about because it's a series uh nixon land
0: mm-hmm. yeah i got a bunch of stuff from dr moses on nixon yeah so. kind of jealous that's awesome yeah Nixon land rise of the president the fracturing of
1: america rick pearlstein okay let's look up his other publications
0: that's always fun that's that's a rabbit hole in itself like when you find hey somebody wrote a book and then you go look up what else they've written um, oh yeah it can get pretty pretty interesting this guy too, um that I'm
1: super into on history of christianity that tony is to die come about he's written
0: more than 20
1: books on the topic wow but um
0: that's impressive
1: this one that he put out the historical jesus the lectures are on youtube now uh-huh. um right now they might not stay on but it it blows my blows me away uh before the storm about barry goldwater oh okay um See what this one is: The Invisible Bridge, The Fall of uh, Nixon, and the Rise of Reagan. Reagan
0: Land. Uh, Reagan Land. I feel like I might have America's. That. Right. Oh, is it? Is it? Where? Yeah. Where'd you? where you put I it? Because Reagan, I, right? Where did I put it? Yeah. Different guy. But look, look, look.
1: America's right turn. You stole that. You stole that from William C. Benjamin, <laughs> or he stole it from you,
0: or something. Yeah. When was it published? Let's, Let's see. Listen. We're, we're gonna set this right uh first publication 94. 94. okay and what what do we got here uh, moment of truth 2020. 2020 rip off
1: all right way mr. to go loser <laughs> mr pearl steinstein stain um plagiarist you know how do you feel about it because i i uh in my lectures like uh i will title a lot of my lectures and but i put it in quotes yeah like for example um I, uh, what was a lecture I had titled the other day? That was something that Bob had, it was like something he says all the time. And I was like, but I put it in quotes and I always am talking about that dude when I am teaching Egypt. So it's like, yeah, he comes up, but uh, I do, um, I like titling my lectures. It's usually a title of a book or a thesis or, or something like that, but that's,
0: Well man, it sets the whole tone for everything, you know. It's like, yeah, you put a cool title with it, you know, and good. Yeah. But that's a ripoff. Totally. Totally, totally a ripoff. You know, too. Here's uh I'm talking about these
1: uh when I was just recording, uh I need to reread this. That's Wood's book.
0: Black struggle, red scare. Yeah, you can borrow it (laughs) if you want.
1: Um, but this is about um that's like Dixie Kratz to um lbj not running for reelection yeah I mean, 48
0: to 68. the southern Red good i've heard of this book before yeah i yeah. have louisiana state university
1: press cool that's funny i guess um i think dr tarver gave me this book
0: who's who's my thing
1: he's well, got to be michael tarver
0: oh yeah yeah it
1: is because he spells his name look how it's yeah. spelled yeah and i remember paula used to be like i no, be sure you spell your name right he's very particular about that i love dr tarver man um i'm probably going to his house this weekend um yeah but i think tarver had given me this and i bought this one and i think it has a note oh yeah cool. from from when woods like uh signed it for tarver or something and Tar Tarver gave life. me a ton of books. Yeah, uh, over the years. Yeah, this is. See, I I even lectured uh in one of my graduate. I think it was a course on the second Red Scare, first mm. and second Red Scare, where um one of the chapters in here I lectured over. and it cool. talked, talked about Richard Russell as well. Yeah. Woods is dude. Woods has been working on it uh, on a book that's. Uh, he, he actually said manuscript. He's like, I'll get you a copy of my manuscript and see what you think. But, dude, he's been working on it the, and his dad the whole time I've known him. Yeah. The whole time. Like, and it's practically done. <clears throat> but um, imagine, man, like, I've known that guy for 12 years. Like, that's a long time to work on anything. That's like a, like, what's this guy's jujitsu bike belt? Right. 11 plus years right like that's insane a long time yeah man to work on anything that's yeah. like what's well, yeah. co- cool about martial arts but it's not just books it's shim podcast for three years you know how long you've been playing guitar 20 something
0: yeah same since i was 15 yeah. so 20 20 almost 21 years now that's... Isn't, that, isn't that wild to say shit like that yeah that's pretty crazy
1: like here's here's where i'm at yeah I've been out of high school for 15 years yeah right like I joke about it 18, with people 18 for me
0: that's what like, has been 18 years so
1: did, is there a 15 year reunion did you go to it
0: if there was I didn't go did you go to any of them nope
1: I'm not planning on it either yeah there's that, that I didn't go to my 10. it's
0: just like man I don't know I just I, I feel awkward you know just well you will get you'll get together with people you want to get together yeah, right. with, just like you know, we're doing right now. Like, yeah, it's not, I don't like y'all. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just, I guess I'm so set in my ways at this point outside of that. I don't need to revisit that. I don't need to go back to that. Yeah. Know?
1: Man, I, um. and too, there's several people that like, like Michael Ward, that like I would love to reconnect with, with now, like have a conversation with, hang yeah. out with, anything like that. Evan Jacobs. Yep. I was uh, messaging. He popped up on Facebook the other day. I was like, dude, where are you at? What are you doing? Like, yeah, he's living in Fayetteville. I was like, dude, I'll, I'll hit you up sometime when I'm up there. Mm. Um, but man, there's a lot of people that I would like to reconnect with, but I feel like they are also not going to go to the high school reunion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For plenty of good reasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, several people missed out on the reunion, I guess, because of COVID. I know that I was hearing people buzz about I think chorus reunion maybe didn't happen because of COVID. So, great. I remember going to my parents' high school reunions with them growing up and then like when it became a thing for me, I'm like, this is this like I remember like my dad saying things like I've been out of high school for 15 years. Like I would be like eight years old at that time. You know, like he would just things that he said are now like they exist for me and it's a weird part of the aging process yep. man it's a full circle man Just, golly it's weird i'll tell you a full circle one here um and then we can wrap up core Claire, course about to be on. i'm yeah. gonna check on her um that yoga have i given you a tour of the gym before yeah okay uh-huh. so yeah yeah you came here before i even started moving stuff yeah and julie and i did yeah. yeah so the yoga room is where jeff woods and i did our first jujitsu private lesson uh-huh Like, I was like editing a documentary about my grandpa fighting in Normandy and had taken him for a spouse. Just joke as one went to sign up for the special problems. They're like, Yeah, he's in Vietnam. He'll be back later. And I was like, I just dropped out of school and I'm coming back for the first time on an appointment. Like, this dude's in Vietnam. I've already signed up for special problems with him. Like, what have I got myself into? Yeah. But so I'm in there editing in his office hours a week. And then, he, like one day, he's like, "Well, what's up with this jujitsu show you're wearing?" I'm a Taekwondo boy, though, and I would love to learn jujitsu. And then we've been training jujitsu together ever since. I trained with him yesterday, but um, it's just funny because that's like how we, how we forged our bond. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, and ever since he's just continually come back. But our first private was over there when Josh Underwood's uncle. you remember Josh Underwood? Mm-hmm. He owned this fitness center mm-hmm. sold it to us. And Josh worked here and lived with me in my apartment at the time. After high school, uh, and I was in college at that point. And he talked to his uncle, and we're like, hey, can I just like work out back there and roll around? Did you get Because the gym for Clarksville had moved to North. Arkansas so closed. Yeah, and. uh another one of the guys very first guys back in that room was here last night and was talking about it but it's like it's so wild how we started in this little like zumba room of a fitness center 12 no it was about 10 years ago 12 years ago 12 years ago and then like 10 years later we bought it yeah right yeah. it's just a weird full circle uh you know thing it's it's wild uh, also I just tested for a bike belt with Elvis' trainer. Mm-hmm. And um, that that testing was seven years to the weekend of my very first bike belt. Wow. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what are the odds? Like, the same weekend, seven years ago, I tested for my first bike belt and have earned two in between and two other arts. But uh, it's just like, what's the odds of that? It's like very – then uh, this happened yesterday stuff it's weird stuff didn't happen like this I said so I was saying something to Colby you sitting right there about Nick lines and he texted me as I was, I was and I hadn't talked to Nick in like months yeah and I was just like it's a glitch it's a glitch in the matrix well okay so here did you see a video of Cora almost getting run over at the stoplight out here
0: no huh.
1: let me show you real
0: quick wait, wait,
1: is this uh, dude so two people messaged Cora and told her they had a dream really two one of the kids from the gym and it was a bike accident and the other uh the other was this guy that is in new york that i had not talked to in five years that is not friends with us on social media text my phone didn't have his number Say his name's art like i know him i would call him my friend he's a cool dude he'd come work at the plant and train with me right yeah and um he's like hey I just thought you should know, I had a dream about your wife um, and that she died in, in the dream. And I, I didn't know if you're superstitious, so I wanted you to know. And I was like, who is this? And why are you dreaming these things about my wife? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's art. And I was like, oh, hey, how's your future? yeah? Like, how's it going? Did you get your bite? Belt yet?" yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, public safety pulled, uh, pulled the cam off really? of it Wow yes so uh the what, two people yeah. messenger said like we think you're gonna die and she didn't thank goodness yeah uh, of course but yeah. look how i'll show you how close yeah right how here did, uh... right here dude okay okay so this is her okay this is his stoplight out here okay. like by the road like I you'll, you'll sit at the most popular uh, river valley uh now shared Ooh, it and it cool. got like twelve thousand views nice okay 14,000 how old is that car (laughs) right well okay so this watch it's going to be traffic coming this way she gets a green light okay so she can ride across now watch
0: whoop did you see that oh man
1: yeah that's pretty close okay it's going to be coming from this way yeah uh uh-huh so when she's she's about to start riding so
0: they totally just ran a red light they ran a red light oh man
1: dude like
0: she's got (laughs) who's Tonight, an Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> hey, Bob Ryer was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Really? Yes. yes. I'm surprised I don't know this because like, I'm like I just an found Unsolved out myself. Mysteries fanatic, bro. Let's, let's see. Let's we see. could have a whole podcast just about Unsolved Mysteries and how great that show was in the 90s. And the fact that, you know, when you're a kid and it's like, man, the ghost stories and the UFO stuff, oh, that's so creepy. And then you become an adult and the missing people and the bizarre murder stuff all becomes the terrorizing stuff. Yeah, man. I'm trying
1: to find what episode he was
0: on uh, <laughs> it was in 87. wow that's like first season man
1: yeah yeah Untold mysteries 87. um you know, you know who else is in an episode I, I found this out from listening to his biography matthew mcconaughey yes
0: yes he is and he, he's like even has a shirt unbuttoned he's like mowing the lawn at one point yeah i'm like that's classic mcconaughey all right, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know his his book. It's a good. sad story, actually. But yeah, he's in it, and it's just like, man, yeah, that's something, like Matthew McConaughey all or right. McConaughey, as my dad would say. I'm
2: like, yeah. What is it?
1: <laughs> I have uh, some some guy here. His name's Josh Oh honesty. or something like that. And I'm like always butchering his name, and, and I'm like, Oh, Shana Hay.
0: Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, you ever yeah. seen
1: rookie of the year? Yeah,
0: Garden Hose, yeah, right. get out of here.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. I'm like, dude. And and two, he has his license plate says so like pizza for me. I'm like, and like, Corey and I, this whole time, are like, Who is out here in their license plate says pizza for me? And he's like, Yeah, it's, wow. it's funny um yeah good stuff well yeah. um dude we should definitely get together as many yes. times we can over the summer i'm yeah. sure
0: uh what we need to do is we need to have the uh the star wars rematch at some point yeah. that means you josh wilson it it's came just, up is that the right camera it is okay. that's yours. i don't know i'm just serious
1: i'll have this i haven't dialed this one in yet oh, okay um this is so like with this, what I'll what I'll periodically do is I'm trying to cue it up to where you talk, the mic's on, and cameras on you. Yeah. I talk, mic, oh, cameras on me. Yeah. And then, just like, the like every thirty seconds or so, I can have it jump to that one. Yeah. Right. Oh. Cool. Just like a, a view of the whole table. Right. Also. Oh, records. And the records are going into the ed, the earphones, and they're not. Uh, they don't record. So we can do all
0: of the rest of our podcast yes. podcast. Wow! Vinyl only. That that's pretty sweet. I'm down for it. Yeah, uh,
1: and I will. Um, I almost bought
0: Metal on Vinyl the other day.
1: Um, it was at the record store for like eighteen Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Pink Floyd, yeah, yeah. their 1971 yeah. album. So yeah, <laughs> Which hey, you, it's it, great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is great. It it it's uh, got echoes on it. That's like I that's what everybody that always talks about, even though like. I, the other songs are good. Even the one with the singing dogs, all right. Yeah, uh, Mademoiselle Loops. Yeah, Seamus. Yeah,
1: I really on the part of Echoes. Hats off to Roger that when it goes into that the bass interlude,
0: boom,
1: boom, yeah, like way into the song, and then David's like, yeah, that's good. Uh, but they
0: did that on the Live in Pompeii, yes, uh, DVD. That's so good. Yeah, pretty great. I want to say they performed. I wanna say they did Saucer Full Secrets too. Like the title track. Mm-hmm. Which I is, believe so. Yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty good. Man, um, I, I love I can't wait to go see Roger Waters. Even though because dude, what he's even though he has to have like three people up there filling David David Gilmore's one part. Yeah. Because he does the production, like the like everything he had in his last show, it's like 17 semi truck trailers full of shit. And like I mean
0: yeah the guy puts on a show he really oh, does yeah. wow it,
1: that's what i loved about it man it was a show and the whole time i was sad about davy gilmore not being the dude playing the, the guitar there and singing the songs. but still it's like that's as close as we're gonna get
0: yeah well i just i just hate that that i don't know in 2005 when they had the live aid reunion or whatever it's kind of like they teased that and then i want to say that gilmore maybe showed up like once or twice at like we played acoustic yeah right a couple times with Roger, you know so it's like hey they're cool now and then it's like nope (laughs) the fucking lies yeah right you know it's what
1: was it um yeah who's the drummer nick mason yeah nick mason okay nick mason was touring with some of the original people connected the band but doing right they're doing the, the early, early material like stuff, yeah, yeah
0: piper at the gates of dawn a friend Citrus. of mine went to see it michael booty been on I'd, this go, podcast. I'd go watch it I drove don't... to dallas to see it yeah
1: that's where we're seeing roger
0: yeah man. but
1: man and too like I, I too i got the overwhelming sense i think roger was 77 years old the last time i saw him and colby said this to me and i mean it's we're it's it's an accurate statement it's like this may be the last chance right, we ever yeah. get to see this guy yeah. i read an article about aerosmith yesterday they had started this vegas residency mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit yeah and that's tabled they're not doing that and then they haven't played they're supposed to go on this tour they bumped it a year and like the other guitar player not joe perry he was like we're old he's like that's a serious factor.
0: He hasn't been old for a while.
1: He, he was saying, he's like, we may never play again. And I was like, I hadn't seen you dudes yet. Like, play some more. Yeah. But uh, you know, honestly, because I go to Vegas, I've been to Vegas seven times, mm-hmm. six times in the summers for these trade shows. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, go back to Vegas is go see an Aerosmith show, you know. Like, I've never seen him. Colby's seen him, says that they I think that was his first concert ever. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. Well, dude, it's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to Any, see you.
0: Anytime uh, I'll, you
1: need me on, I'll be here. That was a good podcast about nothing and everything. Yeah, at the same time. That's, I, I was joking with Josh about that. He's like, what do you want to talk about? I was like, nothing. And we talked about tons of cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, peoples, signing off.